Main Street to Wall Street, global business celebrity and former Fortune 100 C-suite executive Jeffrey Hazlett takes you inside the good, the bad, and the ugly of businesses today. Saddle up. It's time for All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. With no sports on television right now, Americans are scrambling to fill the void. With the big 4th of July weekend coming up, many Americans will be barbecuing, watching Joey Chestnut break the competitive eating record, and playing cornhole. Yep, I said it, cornhole. Cornhole is the fastest growing sport right now. It's outgrowing the backyard and bars. With a three-year deal at ESPN, they have become the only live sport on TV. Holy moly. My guest today is the commissioner and founder of the American Cornhole League, the ACL, Stacy Moore. Stacy, welcome to All Business with Jeffrey Hazel. Thanks for having me, Jeffrey. I appreciate it. You know, I'm not trying to make fun of it. I'm just going like, seriously, you're making a living doing this? And this is like, and, and, and you got a national league and you got, you got pros, you got, you got to be pinching yourself every freaking day. Yeah, every time I'm traveling somewhere and I'm sitting at a bar on an airplane and I tell people what I do, they're like, you're kidding me, right? Yeah, uh, I, I think the only better job could be the guy that's selling scotch, all right? Seriously, <laughs> you know, that 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 guy is, you know, an ambassador for scotch, and I know 20 of them around the country. Uh, that's a pretty good – So I might would switch with a, with a scotch guy. That'd be about it. Otherwise, I'm yeah. going to stay where I'm at. <laughs> there you go, brother. I, I think it's great. So how and why did you decide to bring this backyard sport into the mainstream? And I'm kind of curious how the hell it happened. I mean, what, what was the process like? Yeah, to be honest, we were doing uh, tailgating activations for sponsors with all kinds of different tailgating games, uh, one of them being Cornhole. And as we traveled around, I started to see people playing this game really seriously. Like they were super intense about it, more so than any other tailgating game. And so I was like, what is it that's different uh, with this game than like ladder golf or washers or anything like that? And, and the more I watched it and the more I talked to these guys that were playing religiously and competitively, I found out there's a lot more strategy to it than, than what I had, right? A beer in one hand, a bag in the other, and just trying to hit the board. Uh, you know, these guys were, were very precise on where they would put the bag. They had all kinds of different throws and different types of shots. And so um, I said, wow, this, this has a chance to be a legitimate sport. And I got engaged uh, by watching these guys playing. And I felt like if we could um, display it as a sport on television, we'd, we'd have a good shot at it. All right. So give, give me the numbers. So it's always about the numbers, right? So tell me about how many people are playing, how many people are playing competitively, how many are in the, so, you know, the, the association, the league. Yeah. Tell me about those things. Yeah. So we have over 65,000 active players in our point system uh, right now. Uh, we power over 20,000 tournaments a year across the U S we have 350 plus directors that run local events uh, obviously COVID has impacted sure. our sport just like everyone else. And so, you know, when bars shut down, our local leagues and things like that shut down, but we, uh, pivoted and created ACL virtual so that people could play competitively in their own backyard. They stream live via Facebook and we create brackets, uh, with people that are just tossing in their backyard. And it's pretty cool. <laughs> So you get to you get to play along. And by the way, if you're doing this in your backyard, is there any money involved? 
Yeah. So yeah, every time we create a bracket, there's some level of money involved. So uh, we have entry fees. We pay out a percentage of the entry fees in our virtual tournaments. Um, and then our pros are obviously they pay they play for a guaranteed prize pool of over two hundred and fifty thousand um, dollars. And so yeah, so that's like I mean that I, I might listen, brother. My hat's off to you. It's like holy crap, this is a great this is a great. I mean, you were a portfolio manager, as I recall. So, I mean, you've got a lot of finance background, a lot of, a lot of big business background. And then, and then you stu- did you stumble into this or were you looking for something? Yeah, I was kind of, I created what I would call like a tailgating incubator, so to speak, because uh, mm-hmm. personally tailgating an NC State game, I just saw the amount of money that people were spending tailgating, buying gear. Like our, you know, we started tailgating, we threw a cooler in the back of a, of a, of a trunk. And the next thing you know, we've, Got tents, tables, chairs, smokers. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, we're, you know, we're got an RV and we're parking in the RV lot. And it's all around, it's all about the tailgating lifestyle. So um, I really started out, you know, from being a portfolio manager and investing in other startup companies. I said, you know, I, I want to figure out how to make money tailgating, <laughs> is really how yeah. I started out. And then um, so the American Cornhole League just evolved from that. And it's just basically taking a life of its own. And that's, you know, that's, that's where we're focused. And, you know, we've got uh, close to close to 10 full-time employees now and, and we're rocking and rolling. That's just, I mean, what a great story. Uh, I mean, how did the name Cornhole get started? I mean, cause I've always thought that's just a bad name. I just, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Actually, when I first started out, I really wanted, I was like, we need to make this thing. We need to call it bags. Um, yeah. Bag sounded a little bit too informal, but that's, you know, when I started out, I wanted to change the name, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, um, sure. But as we get, but as I got out there and I got talking to people, it was like, I was really, I was like, really the ship's already sailed on that. Um, mm-hmm. So cornhole is going to be, um, I'm not a cornhole historian, um, but uh, you know, I know it's been, it's been a tailgating game for quite a while. Some people say it started in Germany. Some people say it started in Ohio. Um, there's different variations of it and derivatives of it. Um, but what we did was basically take that tailgating game, uh, create scores and stats and rules around it to evolve it into a sport. And, yeah, and for uh, those, that, those who aren't, you know, haven't seen it before, basically it's two elevated boards at a slant and you got four bean bags and you two, two play two or more players, right? More, you yeah. can play more, you play teams, I guess you do to play. I mean, we play teams. We always have teams. Yeah, um, yeah, we, yeah, we play with the family. Yeah. yeah, we featured doubles on our on our ESPN broadcast. Uh, I think that's a little bit more compelling than singles. If yeah. you're a traditional cornhole player, uh, whoever's the singles champion, you consider to be the best player in the world. So, there's uh, got is there an official? There's got to be an official length that you got to set it set it aside. I mean, we just like okay, you put one there, we put one there. That's what we'll do this weekend, right? Yeah, but so is it there? Is there an official length? It's 27 feet front to front. Front to front. Yeah. And the board's got to be a certain length, I would imagine, too, right? Yeah, so it's a four-by-two uh, board um, that, that slopes. Um, so yeah. for us, we you know our boards slope at about a 12-and-a-half-degree a uh, angle. Um, so you'll see a lot of other boards that, that don't slope that much. Um, yeah. But from a professional standpoint, we like, we like the boards to – to have that that kind of slope, so um, so the players can really manipulate their shots. Um, Do they wax the boards? 
So we uh, we don't regularly wax our boards, um, yeah. and and the slickness or stickiness will have a lot to do with how humid it, like how humid the conditions are. Sure. Um, so we can take, you know, so for example, we're in Pennsylvania here this weekend in Valley Forge. Um, and then if we go out to the desert, the exact same board will play differently. Absolutely. Hey, well, let me take a cornhole break. I'll be right back after this message. C-Suite Radio. Hey, we're back and we're live casting on LinkedIn and Facebook as we bring you all business with Jeffrey Hazel right here on C-Suite Radio. Of course, C-Suite Radio, the world's largest business podcast and uh, network. And we are talking with Stacey Moore, commissioner and founder of the American Cornhole League. And we're talking all things cornhole this weekend because we're coming up on the 4th of July and we thought, well, what the heck? Let's talk about some leisure. Let's talk about some fun. But let's talk about a business that's actually exploding and really doing well. I mean, they've got, they're on ESPN. They got net, they got the Nationals in August. They've got the, what, what, what he's considering the Hall of Fame this weekend in yep. Valley Forge, home of our country. Like the, you know, very historical place. Place You're not playing on the same place at Valley Forge that they, that George Washington walked. Or maybe are you? No, we should. We're in the Philadelphia, Greater Philadelphia Expo Center is the technical name of our location. Oh, so um, it's inside. Yeah, yeah. So we'll be, we'll be playing indoors. Um, our pros typically like uh, indoors a lot better, a lot more predictable. Uh, well, like air conditioning. I mean, here. air conditioning, the beer is colder. I mean, <laughs> do they drink, do the players drink beer while they're doing it? You never know what's in the cup. <laughs> you never know what's in the cup. Okay. Or scotch. I hope they're playing scotch. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we, uh, in fact, um, you know, I'm hoping that we'll land that right beer sponsor where we can start testing everyone's BAC level before they step on the court. That's uh boy. You know what? You, yeah, that's good. You should do, you should, I would imagine you're going to, you're going to get all that. I mean, you must have that in your plans, right? Oh, certainly. Yeah. I mean, we have uh, Johnsonville is our title sponsor. They've been with us. Oh, Brach, that makes yeah, sense. For, yeah. for just over two years. So the, you know, the first time we went on ESPN or when ESPN offered us a uh, live linear spot on ESPN2, it was about uh, about six weeks before our championship event. And it was our second, our second championship. And they said, hey, would you like to test this with us? And I said, absolutely. And uh, we were scrambling for a sponsor, and uh, actually, I, I pinged Johnsonville through LinkedIn, and um, they became a partner. They, they, American story. Back, he said, "You had me at cornhole," and uh, it's been a great partnership with them ever since. So they've been fantastic helping us grow this sport. All right, all right, Green Belt or Bush or you know Miller, whoever's listening right now, you got to get in on this right this minute. I it just makes sense. It just sounds like a really good thing. I mean, you can imagine all the product extensions. Are you selling a lot of products then too? Yeah, so certainly we sell cornhole boards, bags, accessories. Uh, you know, one of the great things about our sport is we have a lot of uh, bag manufacturers. So. Uh, one of the cool things that we did was rather than providing players with bags at our event, we let them bring their own bags. And oh, that's so good. What that created was basically an, an industry of its own. Uh, for Do bag you have to weigh them? You have yes, to weigh it had to be a certain yeah. weight, a certain size. And so we spec all that out and we approve bags each year for use in our league. And so currently we have around 300 different cornhole bags that our competitive players can choose from and buy. And so when you come out to one of our events, you'll see, you know, some people are carrying like roller bags full of, you know, different cornhole bags, but 
because depending on how the boards are playing that particular day, you know, they'll select uh, which bag they think okay. is going to work, work best for the conditions. And yeah, so well, my and my uncles used to be professional. Yeah, my uncles used to be professional bowlers years ago, and they had different balls. I mean, that's what they did. And yeah, uh, yeah very similar. And I, yeah, I was fortunate to go visit uh, the USBC uh, here recently in, in Arlington and, and see, you know, how they do R&D around the bowling balls and the lanes and how technical and uh, scientific they are. And, you know, so we're looking to evolve and, um, you know, Bowling has been great sharing information with us. The USBC has been fantastic uh, to talk to. And uh, so, yeah, we're, we're trying to learn from, from these other sports that have been out there for 50 plus years. Um, we're certainly uh, going to take any advice uh, they're willing to give us. Well, for those that are listening and watching, I mean, you got to tell you, this the sports stuff is big stuff. I mean, when I was the chief marketing officer at Eastman Kodak, we sponsored the Olympics, $100 million a year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Penske Racing, $28 million a year. Uh, for NASCAR, I mean, you can, this is big money. And if you've got the, if you've got the viewership and if you've got the playing base, you know, the, and, and if the, it's nice extension for the product, it's a, it's a well done thing. Right. When I watch these guys on TV, Stacy. They don't miss the hole. I, I mean, these guys, I've watched it. I was like, one, I was mesmerized because, shit, I'm lucky if I hit the freaking board, you know? Yeah, they don't, they don't, they, they don't miss the hole. It's like hole, hole, hole every time. Yeah, they're very, they're very precise. Uh, you know, they will throw uh, different kinds of block shots. And so there does, you know, when you see a guy miss, like on his first bag, he's probably intentionally trying to, uh, put that bag in front of the hole to to block his opponent from being able to slide in. Um, so to become competitive at cornhole, if you can master the slide shot to slide it in the hole, you can compete with just about anyone. But to become a pro, you have to have you know that suite of shots, uh, four or five different types of shots that that you've got to be really good at uh, to be able to adjust during a round. Uh, yeah, so I would say you know a lot of our pro players probably started out playing horseshoes, bowling, softball. Um, you know, we do have some former football players, college football players that are professional cornhole players now. Um, but that's one of the cool things about our, our sport is at the pro level, our youngest pro is 15 years old and our oldest is in the, the is his early 60s. And so um, having that, that diverse group of players from all kinds of different uh, socioeconomic backgrounds is really cool. Let me take a quick break. I'll be right back after this. C-Suite Radio. Okay, we are back, and we're doing a live cast right here on LinkedIn and Facebook of All Business with Jeffrey Hazel. We're talking with my new friend. I'm telling you, I, we're going we're gonna to get to know each other because I like this guy, and I like what he's doing. Stacy Moore, commissioner and founder, American Cornhole League. We're talking about all things cornhole. It, it just makes me laugh saying that. I mean, how many times do you smile? You you seem like a happy guy, Stacy. <laughs> well, if you ask my wife, she she she'll tell you I don't smile nearly enough. But uh, I do smile when I'm getting interviewed and talking about cornhole because I enjoy it. Uh, we're excited about our, our July Fourth event coming up here this weekend in Valley Forge, and looking forward to throwing it down. That's good. How how much do you play? I play very rarely. So <laughs> I don't play. Are you much good at it? Are you good at it? Or I'm a. I would be. I would be. Uh, 
I would be what's called an intermediate player in our league. <laughs> so that's a couple of rungs down from uh, from pro. So, and is there a handicapping system? So there's so we do have a system where we break people up into skill levels. We have five different skill levels in our league, so anyone can get started with us playing as a as a novice um, and work their way up skill level wise. Uh, we have what's called a deck around, where you just throw ten rounds. And you get it, and based on your score after those ten rounds, that kind of tells you where you are as a player, uh, where you should be in our in our league. But it's a uh, you know it's a hard sport to 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 say you know do a handicap like with a golf or something because it's a because golf and bowling are more individual one on one sports versus cornhole. How you play a lot is based on who you're playing against. Um, so one of our ACL pros, they could spot me 20 points and they're going to beat me 21, 20 every time. Wow. That's amazing. Point off of them. So, yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's one of the cool things. So like one time we took uh, one of our pros, Cody Henderson, we were doing an ESPN event around the uh, college championships and Terrell Owens was there and, uh, he was claiming to be a cornhole King and he could beat all of his friends in the backyard and how good he was. And I was just like, you're not even going to get a point off of Cody. <laughs> He's like, you got to be kidding me. Tony beat him like 21-0 seven times in a row. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. How much do these guys practice? So um, <clears throat> I would say the consensus seems to be around two hours a day. Um, once you get to a certain level, really your practice becomes more tournaments. You will have some, some of our pros uh, will continue to kind of change change their throw or adjust their shot. They feel if they need to make some tweaks and, uh, you know, they'll practice a couple hours a day, uh, especially leading into a big event like this weekend. What, what is the, what is the thing you're most, most concentrated on right now to, uh, to push the league, to push the sport? Yeah. So really it's uh, growing it internationally is important um, and getting more sponsors involved in us so we can increase the prize pools so we can have more full-time ACL pros out there, you know, promoting our league and, and our, and our great sport. Um, so when are you going to announce the world cornhole league? So, yeah. So we have, we have the world. So we actually do a world championship. This will be our third year doing a uh, world cup, world cornhole cup. And that will allow us to apply to become the international federation to make cornhole an Olympic sport. So that's, uh, that's is there an, up. is there an international group? So yeah, so we're we're actually starting that international federation with with what we're doing called the World Cornhole Organization, and then uh, we're also involved with USA Cornhole, which is the nonprofit uh, to create a USA team to compete uh, internationally. Yeah, so let's go over and kick Spain's ass, or That's right. <laughs> you know, I can't wait. I can't wait till we hear that Queen song. We are the champions. Uh, you know, and then be able to do that. What's your strategy on getting sponsors? I mean, that that's what drives sport. I mean, that's truly yeah. for those of li again listening in. If you want to drive stuff, you got to have money. Yeah. And to get money, you got to have sponsors. To get sponsors, you got to have you got to have viewers. You got to have players. You got to have you got to have to have activation engagement. So. Yeah, I think you know we're 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 a very unique professional sport because uh, we do have a grassroots component. Uh, we have players of all skill levels. We have 350 directors all over the U.S. Like I said, running 20,000 plus tournaments a year, right? So, um, you know, we we're not playing in big arenas with a big 
fan base that's coming out to watch our events yet. Hopefully that that'll come. And I think we're we're kind of in that period as we as we transition, especially at the pro level, to be to make it more spectator friendly, make it more of a spectator event uh, around our pro events. I think is important for sponsors. Um, but when we talk to them, I think a lot of them just I think they're in disbelief. So like the first half of this year, we've done 200 million social media impressions. 200 yeah, million social media impressions in six months. And that's, uh, awesome. it's, and that's massive. And people are like, that, they, they don't believe it. We're like, well, here's the, here's the numbers straight from Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And it is what it is. But uh, people are consuming our content, both through ESPN and in social media, especially our video clips. And the cool thing about uh, when you sponsor with us, and that's one of the things Johnsonville learned is that their brand travels. So every time we do something on social media, you see that Johnsonville logo on the cornhole board. Wow. You, you can't avoid it. You know, when our when our pro players are are out there playing uh, and streaming live on Facebook and wearing their jerseys, you know, those logos are are visible. And uh, and so I think quantifying what that value is to a sponsor is really what we're in the process of doing right now um, in hopes to uh, to you know, raise that uh, – sponsorship level but johnsonville gets it um they're certainly happy so any sponsor out there is more than welcome to talk to johnsonville to 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 see how they they've been leveraging the sport well they get it i think they they get it uh primarily because they're in the they're in the business of tailgating and so if you're you know they're selling products there i would think traeger i would think some of the other you know, uh, smokers, the grillers, those kinds of things would probably Weber Weber should probably be in in the yeah. middle of that. I'm sure these are all names you're going after. Yeah, yeah, and I think that you know the power of what we do from an integrated marketing standpoint is, and uh, you know, Johnsonville's figured that out too. Is we they do a lot of retail activations, or you know, as they take their big taste grill around the country, they'll get our ACL pros to come out and throw cornhole at people and just interact and have a good time, um, and it's a fantastic activation. Uh, we actually we actually did an, their activation event at the SEC championship game at the SEC fanfare. You know, inside their footprint, we did a live broadcast to ESPNU. So um, there's a lot of different ways to leverage our sport, um, both at retail, uh, at fairs and festivals, at other sporting events. Uh, you know, our sport travels, and so that's that's one of the cool things about it that I think a lot of people underestimate. Yeah, we should introduce you to the Oscar Meyer guys because having that Wienermobile there would be kind of cool too. So that'd be that'd be a fun thing to do. Yeah, you, uh, are, are you, you sound like you're having fun, and that's a cool thing when you can do a business and have fun. Yeah, I mean, certainly we have. You know, this COVID situation is a lot of stress uh, yeah. figuring out how to pivot. Um, it's, it is a lot of work, uh, but at the end of the day, it's it's fun to do these kind of have these kind of conversations and being able to reflect and. Uh, Kind of appreciate what we've accomplished and, and how far we've gone because a lot of times I just have my head down working on the next thing working on the next deal trying to make this thing bigger and better um but yeah it is, yeah, it is a lot of fun along the way well we talk uh, we talk about that fun but there are some time I mean, you got to lay this stuff out you got to get it organized nothing stuff doesn't show up i'm sure all that stuff happens right before a big event like this weekend yeah uh, I mean, fortunately, we've done enough of these now where, you know, we pretty much have a good routine going. Um, and it's always scary to, to to say that we actually do have a routine because for the first couple of years, it was haywire. I mean, we're ordering boards the last minute, hoping things get get shipped. I mean, I can remember the first time we, we were going 
live on TV, I think the, uh, or live on ESPN three, our internet connection went down and I was, uh, Oh my yeah. God, what, what are we going to do now? But, uh, yeah, <laughs> there's always something, but, um, yeah, we're, we, you know, we, we just came off of doing seven straight weeks on, on ESPN with smaller fields, um, which was really cool. And, uh, you know, now we're back to more of a normal, uh, full field event here this weekend. Well, I gotta, I gotta get one of your boy. I gotta get a couple of your boards, some of that stuff and make it official. I'm yeah. going to do that myself. You know, I, I, I guess I always have a saying about business, you know, when people say when things don't go wrong, right. And I always just say, Hey, did anyone die? In your case, you get to say, Hey, brothers, sisters, it's, it's cornhole. Just relax. Yeah. You know, <laughs> hey, you get to play cornhole, right? Hey, Stacy, what a pleasure to have you on all business with Jeffrey. Is it right here on C-Suite radio? It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Jeffrey. I appreciate you having me. Hey, at the end of every show, I like to talk about what I learned and what can you learn about cornhole? It's cornhole. Okay, I tell you what I learned. You can take anything and turn it into making money for the most part. And boy, he just seems like a, a nice guy and a great thing. And I just love saying cornhole. I do. But what I learned is that you can really take it, turn a passion or turn something into a passion and take that passion and turn it into money. That's what I learned. So don't don't ever shake your finger at someone. Look, someone said, hey, I can make money with that. And and they do. And they're making a lot of it. And that's what I learned right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Don't forget, tell your friends, come see us right here on C-Suite Radio. Thank you. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by C-Suite Radio, a podcast network featuring today's top business experts and is part of the C-Suite Network, the world's most trusted network of C-Suite executives. Find this and other business podcasts on c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.